Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. It's Monday, September the 19th, the day we had a stark warning on coronavirus. In today's Kent Online podcast, we'll be exploring what the latest info from experts mean. Also, it's the start of a freshers week like no other at the Uni of Kent. We'll hear how students will be marking it. And the Jules boss reacts to a great fight back at Wigan Athletic. Kent Online News. So, first today, the government's chief scientific advisor has warned there could be almost 50,000 cases of coronavirus a day by mid-October if we don't act to reduce the spread. Sir Patrick Valance said during a briefing today that cases were going up in all age groups. If that continued, you would end up with something like 50,000 cases in the middle of October per day. 50,000 cases per day would be expected to lead a month later to 200 plus deaths per day. He was joined at Downing Street by Professor Chris Whitty, England's chief medical officer, who added it was everyone's problem and we're at a critical point. This is a balance of risk between if we don't do enough, the virus will take off. And we, at the moment, that is the path that we are clearly on. And we, if we do not change course, then we're going to find ourselves in a very difficult problem. Well, we've been along to a cafe in Strood to find out what diners there think of how the rate of infection has picked up again. I know so many people that completely disregard the, the current situation, uh, don't like wearing masks, thinks it's silly, but in reality it's a global pandemic and even though we've had Eat Out to Help Out and we've all been seeing our friends and family again, it virus is still very much, very much around us and we need to keep safe, really. Um, restrictions are a, a difficult thing. Um, I don't think finding anyone... I mean, there's a 19-year-old person, so a young person why has got found fined £10,000 for holding a party. That's not, that's not saving any lives at the end of the day. I think personal responsibility needs to be really emphasised. The only reason that more people are getting it now is because it's actually being tested, whereas before we didn't get any testing. And I don't really think when you've got uh, gyms open and uh, barbers and pubs and restaurants and shutting at 10, that isn't going to help anyone. You know, we've still got our kids going to school. My grandson can be in a bubble of 30, but when he comes home, he can't see anyone. He's got to be in a bubble of six. Each of them children are going home and being in different bubbles. None of it's none of it's clear. And for it's the children, it's not fair for the children as well. Like your grandson's yeah. supposed to have a party, isn't yeah, he? It's all been cancelled. Yeah, it's not fair. You know, and they don't really understand. Don't. I mean, you tell them about it, they understand that way. Not playing with their friends at school. I know that's that's, that's nothing compared to people that are dying, but I think there'll be more deaths because a keeping people inside when they live on their own is just not good anyway. Old people can't cope with it either. No. They're just you know they they can't cope with it. And I just think us young ones, when we're, we're sort of us young, Benton, sorry, I'm in my 50s, I think I'm one of them. She's but, but me being my age, I mean, when I'm sitting at home, you know, I think there's so much more I could be doing. I just think keeping everyone indoors for that doesn't make any sense. It's like saying, as from tomorrow, do it now. Don't right wait now. for another day, do it right now. Yeah. Right, everything shuts down, if you're out, you're going to get a fine, end yeah. of. Call the army in if you're going to do it, do it properly. But we've been, we, we stayed in for three months and we're no further forward, are we? No. 
Today's briefing was held as speculation continues that we could have a second lockdown. It's rumoured the PM is looking at two weeks of restrictions to coincide with half term in October. Before that, Lancashire, Merseyside, West Yorkshire and the Midlands will face new restrictions from tomorrow and there are talks as to whether to do the same in London. Dr Jack Jacobs is a GP in Ashford. He's been speaking to Joe at KMTV. The rates are clearly increasing. I think there's plenty of evidence now that we are entering a second wave. Uh, and the only thing we know reduces transmission are, are sort of social isolation. What form that will take, I don't know. I, I, my hunch is it's not going to be as severe as before. I would hope that they're able to regionalise it because different regions do have very different rates. And maybe look at doing it in a more sophisticated way. I think it's critical that we keep the schools running. Uh, but maybe we uh, have to accept some restrictions on our social lives. What went wrong in the first one and what can we do differently in the second one to make it more streamlined, more successful? Well, I think that the first one was late. We were late to it. And I think we have an opportunity now not to be late um, because we know it does work. Um, I think uh, first time around, as we'd never done it, it had to be really strict and we didn't have the data to understand local outbreaks. So I think we should be able to use the data that we do have. It's absolutely critical that they uh, make testing capacity match the need and then we can plan uh, some of this in a sensible way using data and evidence. What do you make of that prospect of 49,000 daily cases by the middle of October if cases continue on the same trend of doubling every seven days? That's what that's the problem. They said they need to put measures in place to stop that from happening and reduce that. But right now the prospect is that cases are going to double every seven days and by October the 13th, I think they said, 49,000 daily cases. What do you make of that? It's a high number, isn't it? I think, again, you've just got to be aware that it perhaps doesn't mirror necessarily the rates earlier in the year because the testing capacity is better. I think we are in a better position to help shield the vulnerable groups and I think we've got better information on who indeed are vulnerable. So I think if you put that together, we should be able to protect people And even if we've got higher rates, I would hope that hospital admissions and ITU rates and hopefully deaths don't follow quite the same trend. It's also been confirmed today libraries, children's centres and community learning buildings in Kent that are still closed because of the pandemic won't be reopening for at least the next few months. The county council are trying to save money as they attempt to fill a £12.8 million gap in their budget. Allowances and grants for councillors have also been reduced. Kent Online News. More of Kent schools have been forced to send children home because of coronavirus. From today, the whole of Year 11 at Holcombe Grammar in Chatham need to self-isolate after a pupil tested positive. Meantime, 25 children and five members of staff at Royal Harbour Academy in Ramsgate are staying at home following a confirmed case in Year 7. And a class of six- and seven-year-olds from Charlton Primary in Dover are having to remain at home too after a pupil tested positive for COVID-19. But for students, a very different Freshers' Week is getting underway. Thousands have arrived at the University of Kent and Canterbury Christchurch, but the usual welcome will be much more muted this year. Activities will instead take place online and clubbing events have been cancelled. Aisha Dosange is from the Kent Union. I think, especially for returning students, um, Welcome Week will have to be online but being online is something that we've been doing now for about six months and we know that it's something that's possible 
and something that our students who are returning have been pretty good at. So we are a bit concerned that students may feel as though their experience might be hindered by the pandemic, but it's something that we can't change and it's something we have to work through. So we are encouraging students to use all the online platforms that are available as well as social media to connect with students. And we're constantly finding ways to do events online. And there's always the concern about loneliness at university. And we know from data that's just come out that um, loneliness is one of the biggest reasons why people drop out of their university course. And it's one of those things that we think only the elderly get lonely, but actually young people are just as lonely, if not more lonely. And so, um, we know that disabled students in particular may find it very difficult to get around some of the accessibility needs online. Um, but we know that uh, constantly we're reviewing the ways that we can engage with students online and reach out to more and more than ever. And we know that um, we're constantly trying to find ways to do things differently and get people involved. I think people have this misunderstanding that Welcome Week is just about getting really drunk and it's actually the best way to get friends and it's a really important way to engage with your course at university as well. So we're constantly making sure that it's a really important thing. This week we are really hoping to engage as many students as possible. So for example, we are working with our equality, diversity and inclusivity networks in order to create recreate our coffee mornings. So we are doing a discuss and doodle event where people can log into their Microsoft Teams accounts and just have a little chat. So for example, we might have a coffee versus tea debate, something like that, where people can just find people like them. But we are also trying to recreate our nightclub event, which usually would happen on Wednesdays and doing that online instead. So we have a DJ who is very willing to try and get all the people engaged and have an interactive event online. So that kind of thing where we're, we're trying to reach out to different groups of students. When teaching starts, students will have to wear face coverings in all uni buildings and there'll be more online lectures. Two indoor play centres in Kent are closing for good because of the financial impact of the pandemic. Bosses at Wareham Out in Maidstone and Tunbridge say new government guidance made it impossible for them to keep running. Three teenage boys have been arrested on suspicion of arson after a bus fire near Dover. The driver had to evacuate the vehicle after it caught a light on Mill Lane in Shepherdswell on Friday. Thankfully, no one was hurt. The bomb squad have carried out controlled explosions after being called to a Kent beach twice over the weekend. They had to detonate old artillery shells found at Sandwich Bay on Saturday and another old device was discovered in the same place yesterday. Meantime, a kite surfer's been flown to a London hospital with serious head injuries after getting hurt on a Sheppey beach. Police, paramedics and the Coast Guard were called to Shingle Bank in Minster yesterday lunchtime. Now, there's going to be a shake-up of how the trains are run. Out go franchises and incomes. Well, we don't quite know yet. But the government says measures to help keep services running during the pandemic will continue for up to 18 months. And they're working on what will be a simpler and more effective structure. The Unite Union wants the whole thing to be renationalised to increase journeys, improve punctuality and reduce ticket prices. Roger Wickerman is an economics professor at the University of Kent. who has been giving us his thoughts. You look at those places in the world that provide very cheap public transport, they often provide very efficient public transport, and they provide very well used public transport, and they provide public transport that is affordable to all. 
And that is the other issue in this, that there are many people for whom currently the cost of public transport, whether it's buses or, or trains, um, is, is beyond their reach. And they may not have alternative forms of transport that are available to go about their their daily lives and, 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 and to exist. And so I think we need to go back and think about what is it that, that people need the transport for in order to decide the best way of, of, of funding it. So, you know, it is a complicated issue. We've tended to polarise it very much as sort of public versus private, but I think it is much more complicated than just the ownership that's involved, including the fact that, as I suggested, you know, that um, um, government departments don't have great track records in being able to run things. There are calls for a speed camera to be installed on what's been named one of the most dangerous roads in Britain, the A290 between Canterbury and Whitstable. Resurfacing work's being done at the moment to try and improve safety following dozens of crashes in Peen Hill, but residents say drivers are to blame for going too fast. And a closed DIY store in Whitstable could be transformed into a wine bar. The former Harry & Co shop at Harbour Street has been left empty, but now developers want to give it a revamp. Plans also include extending the existing flat roof to increase the floor space for customers. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham have bounced back to secure their first League One win of the season. They beat Wigan Athletic 3-2 away from home over the weekend after losing their opening match to Hull City. Jill's boss Steve Evans spoke after Saturday's game. Certainly entertaining, wasn't it? Um, you know, I'm not going to uh, break down the goals again so far, but to come here we... We such a young side. Um, the experience that Shez is able to call on at Wigan, you know, there's still an excellent set of players here, what everyone says. Um, but we knew we didn't perform last week. We knew we had a lot of work to do in the training ground. The boys have done a lot of work on that particular shape. We'll, we'll change it, of course, to different styles. But but what today, and we should go away here, very very comfortable winners. But you know, we'll take three points no matter how they come because the game is about winning, whether there's spectators in the ground or not. Should you be on Thursday, you'd be very proud to take your team to Wigan. How much prouder of them are you, having come here and won? Listen, I'm very proud to work with all of them. You know, when you get entrusted by Arsenal and you see young Trey today, he's 18 years old. Mm. It's a fantastic finish. He's unlucky, he's disappointed. He didn't score another one, but he, you know, when entrusted by Mark Robbins at Coventry for a young man like that to play against us on Tuesday and then come straight in and play like that. Young Robertson is will only get better. He's a terrific talent. And I have to look at my, my two centre backs today. I've Joe Gardner's a real tough opponent, but Magoma's getting fitter, which makes him get better. Tucker's getting back more like he was, but we're not quite there yet. So I'm really, really proud of him. I'm proud every day how, how they want to come in and walk hard and get on the training ground and smile and it's it's very young, it's very energetic and I said to you on Thursday, some days that won't work for us, but some days it will and I think we control large parts of the game today. Should have gone away really comfortable winners, but we'll always take a win, as I said. They travelled to Stoke City in the third round of the Carabao Cup on Wednesday before welcoming Blackpool to Priestfield in League One on Saturday. And finally today in cricket, Kent will face Surrey in the quarter-final of the T20 Blast. The Spitfires lost their last group game to the same opponents yesterday to finish third in the South Group table. The quarter-final will take place next Thursday with finals day on the Saturday. That's it for today, but you can also subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Head to iliftmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.